everyone, and welcome to All Talk Oncology. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. And I think it would be an understatement if I said how excited I am at this point. I've been in this industry now for 20 years helping patients fight cancer. I am a national licensed uh, radiation therapist, and I've also became a cancer coach. So I can add that to my portfolio as well. But let me tell you, it's, it's been one of the most amazing careers uh, in my life, and I, I wouldn't change this for anything. You know, to be able to help and assist people go through probably one of the most darkest times in their life uh, is an honor to me. And one of the reasons I created this show was, one, there was a need. You know, you get to see firsthand what these patients are going through and what it's doing to their families and friends and their loved ones. And you, you want to help and give back more than what you're giving. And, and that's at least that's how I feel. So all talk oncology, I created this so that patients could come to one place and get updated discussions with industry experts and leading professionals as they would navigate through this cancer journey. And not only for the patients, again, it's for the family and the friends or anyone who just want to know uh, a little bit more about cancer. And in all talk oncology, what it is, it's cancer discussions made simple. And, you know, that that's kind of like my tag, if I would say uh, it's cancer discussions made simple. And what I what I will hope for as we continue on this journey is that even if you brought your 12 year old here uh, to the podcast, they would understand the discussions that are, are being had. And so that was my primary reason creating this podcast and. You know, being in the health field wasn't something that um, I originally set out to do. If you would ask me when I was a little boy what I wanted to do, you would find out that I wanted to be an architect. I knew for sure that I wanted to get out there and design and, and create uh, for the world. That, that's what I loved. I enjoyed that so much. It was just, it was my passion for sure. In fact, by the time I became a senior in high school, um, I took these classes. These classes are called ROP. ROP um, is something that's offered um, after after school for, for high schoolers. And so I went to this ROP class and it was for AutoCAD. And I was the only teenager in the entire class. Everyone else were professionals. They were suited and booted, if you were, right? They came in, they had their briefcases. Uh, ladies came in, their blazers and skirts. It, it was, I was the only young guy in there, but that's, I loved it. I mean, this is what I wanted to do. I was surrounded by uh, colleagues, right? <laughs> right? I was just, I, for me, it was a highlight to be surrounded by adults who were actually doing what I inspired to do. And so, um, unfortunately, when I graduated, we were in a recession. Now, at that time, no one told me that recessions, they come and they go. I didn't know that. So I was like, 
oh my goodness, I guess I can't do, I can't do this. And I, and I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have the understanding of what that was, what that was. And so I, I, I missed out in a sense, but not really, not really, but I thought I did. But so, so I knew I needed to get a job and I needed to kind of re reconfigure and, and figure out what I wanted to do uh, with my life. So I ended up going to a hospital. I applied for a hospital. And it's interesting because the reason why I applied for the hospital a year prior, my junior year in high school, I had taken an ROP class for um, hospital transportation. And I chose that because that would allow me to go and see the different departments and kind of get a feel of what everyone does and, and see um, if there's anything that kind of stands out to me. And it was kind of nice. I mean, being, being a, a junior in high school and, and being around adults, it was okay. Um, so as I got out of high school, I applied for, I applied at a, at a hospital um, for a radiology assistant. Uh, and our radiology assistant, um, basically my job was to take patients um, back and forth to their rooms um, from radiology. And so I had the privilege of taking patients down, get their chest x-ray, have barium enemas, that uh, intravenous studies down in the cath lab. You know, so I learned a lot being in radiology. And so during this, during this process of being a radiology assistant, you know, there was a time where I, I was asked to take a patient to uh, radiation oncology. Now, radiation oncology at uh, the hospital I was at was in a different building, right? It wasn't even in the same building um, as all the other departments. So as I go there, I kind of got a, a, a feel of what, what was happening. I was kind of curious and kind of asking around and found out that those patients would come in for treatments um, Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, they would come in for treatments and uh, then and then off on the weekend. So to me, I thought, man, that's kind of cool because it's, it's so much different than x-ray, right? In x-ray, you come in, you bring the patient down um, for chest x-ray. You have them stand there, take a deep breath, take the exam, run the films, send the patient back up to the room. You're done. You may or may not see that patient again did their entire stay. So that's kind of how x-ray is, is, is boom, boom, and then they're out of there. So with radiation therapy, it was a little different, right? Because you really got to establish a relationship with, with the patient. And so when I told everyone, I was like, you know, radiation, radiation oncology is kind of cool. I, I, like, I like radiation oncology. They were like, you don't want to do that. You know, radiation oncology is so depressing, you know, that you won't, if you're going to do something, do nuclear medicine or go into like CAT scan or do some type of cath lab procedure. And I was more like, you know, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, don't tell me what to do. I, you know, I kind of like radiation oncology. I like establishing a relationship with the patient and, and not just, you know, have them here for that, for that period of time and then sending them back. So I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to look into this a little bit more. And so I did. And I loved it. I loved it because you know what? 
if you know anything about me, and I hope you will, I just love people. And when it comes to establishing a relationship and being able to talk about your family, what you've done or what you what what is your line of work and where did you come from? Where's your family from? Just getting to know a person and building that relationship. That that's I love that. I love that. And so radiation oncology allowed me to do just that. And so once I figured out, okay, this is this is the profession I'm going to move into. I thought, well, let me be smart about it, right? I, I figured, let me be smart about it because what if they come up with a cure for cancer? And then I'm going to be really in trouble, right? And I'll be back to square one looking for a career again. So, no, I didn't want to do that. So I was like, mm, yeah, let me be smart about this. How, how can I go about getting into radiation oncology? And so what I decided to do was I thought – let me become a, an x-ray tech first. So I went to school, became a radiologic technologist, uh, which is an x-ray tech. And then I pursued um, further education at Loma Linda University uh, to become a radiation therapist. So that's kind of the path I took uh, as a protection for me, because I was like, if they cure cancer, I'm going to be OK. I'll still have a job. And uh, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. And thank God they came up with a cure, right? But here we are, 20 years later, and um, yeah, we still don't have a cure. So how can we change that, right? How can we work on that? That's that's what we're gonna try to. That's what we're gonna try to find out because that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to find a cure for this horrendous disease. And so that was that was kind of my background. And so as I Finally, finally finished school. Now I'm ready, right? I'm full-fledged therapist. You're in the trenches and you really, really start to learn about what it is that patients go through and what's happening. And a lot of times the patients, you're really pushed into this, this disease, right? You're kind of shoved in, you know, and what I mean by that, it's not like it's an elective, and if you recall, like in, in school, right, you have the you have the option, you have the elective where you say, well, I'm going to choose for I'm going to choose my elective to be foods. You know, a lot of people love that. Right. Everyone loves to eat or I'm going to get into, you know, arts and crafts with with cancer. You don't get an option. You know, they don't it's not on the menu. You, you get pushed into this. And so now here you are with this 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 disease and this diagnosis and it's scary. I mean, it's overwhelming to be honest. And I've seen it. I've seen these patients and I've seen what they have gone through and it's, it's, it's not fun. And so to all talk oncology, that's what I hope that it can bring. It can bring some type of security some type of comfort where these patients can come in under kind of like that umbrella, right? And get the knowledge that they need in order to be uh, successful uh, throughout their treatments. You know, life, life sometimes it's up and down. And sometimes we find ourselves in dark places. For me, I recall being in a dark place. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. My life was upside down. 
You know, I had I was going through a divorce. Relationships with my family and friends were at, at its ultimate low. My relationship with God was was on the rocks. I had I had destroyed that. I was at a bad I was in a bad place. It was not anything that I had chosen or expected my life to be. And let me tell you, when you when you get to that place where it is dark, you just sometimes sometimes uh, you want to mask that. You don't want to deal with the reality. And that was me. I didn't want to deal with the reality. I just wanted to uh, mask that pain that I was going through. And so what ended up happening because of that, I found myself creating habits that hurt me later in my life, even more so. I thought I was in pain before. These habits and my lifestyle at that time were worse. And so how do I get out of that? And the way the way I can describe that place, that dark place, is kind of like being in the middle of the ocean. And you can imagine that. Imagine being in the middle of the ocean and as you look around, you see no land. You can't see the shore in sight. And you're thinking, well, how am I going to get back? You're just stuck out here. And that's exactly how I felt. I thought my life was just, it was lost. And I, when I looked at it that way, the only thing I can do was just cry. And I, I just broke down because I, I looked at my life and I thought, how did I get here? How did this happen? And it felt like forever. I was just giving out those tears, right? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to stop crying. And what ended up happening during that process? And I realized I needed to make a change. I had, I had to make a change. And so I decided, um, in order for me to get away from these bad habits I created and to kind of rebuild my life again, I I needed a coach. I needed someone to help me with a healthy lifestyle. And so that's how I came and got into fitness. It was it was through that. And so I ended up acquiring a coach and he put me on a plan. He gave me a fitness regimen and he told me this is this is how this is what I need you to do and I need you to check in with me and this is going to be your regimen. And so that's that's what we end up doing. Um, I end up doing that. But I also knew that there was so much going on internally as well. And, and I wanted to work that piece out as well. So as I was working physically um, with weights in the, in the physical workouts, I also wanted to work emotionally and spiritually on who I was on the inside. And so as I worked that process, I was also working um, internally. So externally with the physical, internally with the emotion and spiritual. And so I eventually got away from all of those bad habits and left those things behind and and finally was able to see the light. And I thank my coach for that, helping me through that, through that light. And then, and I said all of that to say this, it's very similar in the sense of being in a dark place when you've been diagnosed with cancer, you're going you can't see the land. You can't see the shore. You know, things happen so rapidly, 
right? Whether you have breast cancer, you have prostate cancer, whatever you've been diagnosed with, and things happen fast, right? It's like, okay, guess what? We need to get labs. Okay, the next thing we need to do, we need to get a biopsy. Okay, now we need to get you scheduled for surgery. Now, after surgery, we need to get you down to the medical oncologist so you can get your chemo. Now that your chemo, you're going to be doing this for X amount of weeks. And also your hair may fall out um, during this, during the infusion sessions as you go along this process. Now with surgery, chemo, your hair falling out, we're not done yet. We need to get you down to radiation oncology because of the the type of cancer that you have there. And then they're going to talk to you about the skin care and wound care and things like that that may potentially happen because of the treatments. It just keeps going. It just keeps going and going and going and you just falling deeper and deeper. If the rabbit hole is the word I want to use, and it just seems like you keep sinking down this hole and who just thinking about that, just thinking, I, I, it just, it's, it's overwhelming. And so how do you deal with that? Right. And because that's where we come in at as 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 professionals, as a radiation therapist, I I'm there with you in those trenches. There's no way I can understand what you're going through. And you think about, do you tell your family you've been hit with all of this? Some, do I tell my family what's going on? How about my parents? What about my kids? How do I discuss this with them? I'm still in shock. And this is just this is overwhelming. How did I get here? You know, and this is not that piece, that piece right there. I can only imagine on how difficult that is. And and I say I can only imagine, you know, I, I gave you my experience of what it's like to be a dark in a dark place. But to be able to to be in a position to have to fight for your life, that's that's a whole different ball game. And so. Even when I was in my dark place, when I would come to work, I would say to myself, my problems is not a biggest cancer. And I knew that. I knew that. Even though it didn't, uh, they were still my problems and they caused anxiety, they still weren't as, as big as cancer. So to me, understanding what the patient goes through and the type of support that they're going to need through that process um, I welcomed it. I welcomed it with open arms. Let's do it, whatever I can do. And for me, understanding that this was such a life-changing experience for this patient. Now imagine, imagine going through everything I just talked about in the process and how quick those things go about. Imagine not telling your family members about You've been diagnosed with cancer and now you got to have these treatments. I've seen it. I've seen it. In 20 years that I've been treating cancer patients, I've seen it quite a few times. Patients do not tell their family or friends what they're going through. They don't even tell uh, their employer what they're going through. So can you imagine carrying that burden going through your this cancer journey? Oh my goodness, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. I just thinking about that is going, I mean, my heart goes out. And yet, that's what we were there for. That's what we were there. We were there to help and assist. And for me, 
becoming a cancer coach was so important because I knew there was a piece there that was missing for these patients. Someone that helped guide them through that dark period of time where they were going through, that time where they they needed a beacon of light to help navigate them. And whether that be in the beginning, the middle, or the end of their treatment, it didn't matter. Just being able to to be a, a, a beacon of light in, as they go through this journey. Yeah, that sign me up for that. And I and I did, right? And so being a therapist, you're so much more than a therapist. And I say that, I say that, I want to say that to all the therapists out there that may be listening. You are much more than just a therapist. And I'm going to say that again. You are much more than just a therapist. You know, these patients... They depend so much on you. And not only therapists, I want to talk about the nurse practitioners. I want to talk about the nurses. I want to talk about the social workers. I want to talk about the front desk members who they meet, all the, the physicians who are there, the entire cancer team. It's so much more than what your title is. And, and to me, I have embraced the position I've been in. Uh, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to be a part of, um, of this cancer journey. It's a blessing to be able to have all talk on oncology where we can create this platform so patients can get that security that they need to help them through that cancer journey uh, that they're going through. And so people asked me, they said, hey, how did you come up with the cancer guy? Yeah, that's kind of different. And you know, the way I came up with the cancer guys, you know, not too many people are going to remember Kenny Perkins, right? You got Kenny Perkins. Yeah. I'm not going to flatter myself and go, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, they're not going to remember me. But the concept came from the Puerto Ricans. And I love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, I've been there. I've been in Puerto Rico probably over a half dozen times. And there's something unique that happens in Puerto Rico. And it's the way they give directions, right? And so this is how they help you to remember where to go. They say, okay, you go down this street. And when you're going down the street, you're going to come to a greenhouse, okay? When you get to that greenhouse with the yellow stripe on it, keep going straight. That's not where you need to go. Keep going straight. Now, you're going to see an orange fire hydrant on your right, okay? When you get to that orange fire hydrant, don't stop there. Keep going straight. There's going to be a hamburger stand on your left-hand side. When you see that hamburger stand, turn right. Okay? When you turn right, you're going to come to a stop sign. When you get to that stop sign, that's not, that's not where you need to go. Go to the next. Go to the next light. The next light, you're going to see a liquor store right there on the corner. Turn left. So that's kind of how they gave directions, right? But let me tell you. As I went on that journey and to get to my destination, I looked at the greenhouse with the yellow stripe. I seen the pink fire hydrant. Oh, I found that hamburger stand that was there on the corner. And, oh, there, there was the, <laughs> the liquor store. And so it's the same thing. You know, you hear that, you hear that person is talking about cancer. What's that guy's name? You know that guy, that that guy, that guy that was talking about cancer, the cancer guy, the cancer guy. And that's that's how I came up with the with the name. So 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Experiences in life, right? What they teach us. So, you know, I just wanted to say you're not alone. I want to let the patient know and all those who are listening and who are going through this cancer journey, you are not alone, okay? And that negative mind sometimes pops up when you least expect it, and you're sitting there and you're chewing on what's happening in the process and you, that negative mind, you got to get away from that. You got to get away from that negative mind. You have to take control back and be in the driver's seat. Because what happens is when you let that negative mind take, take control, he doesn't know what to do. That negative mind, he is so afraid. He is so afraid of what potentially could happen that may not even happen but he in his in its mind it's going to happen and it's afraid and you know what you can't have that person driving no you you can't you need to take control you let that negative mind know not today i'm driving you know and and if he fights you 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 know what you fight back okay because it's kind of like a analogy i would say is imagine a little a little kid you know, and you look down and they're scared, right? It's the earthquake is happening or something is, is taking place, whatever it may be. They may be afraid of the, of the closet or the boogeyman or whatever it may be, right? And you look down and they're afraid. And so you reach down and you grab their hand and you let them know, hey, don't, don't be afraid. You know, mommy and daddy is here and we're going to take care of you. You're going to get through this. We're right here with you. And that does something to that little kid, right? It gives them that security that they need. And it removes that fear that they're going, that they're experiencing. And it's the same way. It's the same way with cancer. You have to be in control. You, we have to reach inside that little kid inside of us and let them know they're going to be okay. And that's, that's what we do here at All Talk Oncology. That's what we help you to get experience by some of the leading experts that will be on the show. And, and just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be able to bring that uh, to you. And I look forward to hearing all of your stories and what we're doing uh, and what we can do to help you fight against cancer here. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for uh, tuning into the show today. And I want to say, do me a favor. Do me a favor. If you know someone who can benefit from listening to this show, share the link with them. You know, share a link or share a post that you have uh, about this, about this podcast. If you know someone, shoot them a text. Give them this information because if there's a lot of people right now that that are out there that need help. And if we can do anything to help them, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, we we talk about the coronavirus and we look at, oh, this is a pandemic. What's happening? It's worldwide. Well, guess what? Guess what? I mean, you see what is doing to the entire world, right? What about cancer? Cancer has been a pandemic for years and it's worldwide. So let's put that same energy also in helping 
look for the cure. Let's put that same energy in looking for the cure of cancer as well. This is this the momentum that we have right now, the show that we have, the podcast that we have, the same energy we need to put in with looking for the cure for cancer. You know, this is an amazing time that we live in and the momentum has shifted. We, we all of us are, are feeling it. And so it's a, it's a great opportunity for all of us to to get together. There's so many things that are that are going on in the cancer industry right now. And I'm privileged. I'm just feel I feel so privileged to be able to bring all talk oncology to you. And so if you know anyone uh, that can benefit from the show, as I was saying earlier, give them that information, uh, share the website with them. It's uh, cancer-guy.com. Write that down. It's cancer-guy.com. And share that information with them. Let them know that we're here for them. Let them, we're going to have an array of different topics and cover so many things. And so once again, I want to tell you, thank you so much for joining All Talk Oncology. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, AKA The Cancer Guy. And until next time, I'm out.